This is our third session now on Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. And what I would like to do before we have one more session next time on the details of verse 10, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Before we focus on the details of that verse, I think it would be good to step back and see this unit, 8 to 10, by way of contrast in relationship to the unit that just went before. So I'm going to force them in onto one screen here. Uh, this is verse 5 through 7, and then verses 8 through 10, because I think it's really crucial that we see the different focuses of those two um, units, both of them introduced with, by grace you have been saved. By grace you have been saved. But what we are saved from or for is quite different in both units, and it's important that we see how they're different and how they relate to each other. So this is an attempt to get a little bit of a big picture before we end with a few details next time in chapter 2, verse 10. Father, as we focus on these two pictures of saved by grace, I pray that we would, we who know Christ, we who trust Christ, would both see and savor, we would feel the wonder of these two dimensions of salvation and how they're related to each other. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. God made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And now, what's the form? What form does that salvation take here in the next four lines? He raised us up with him. He seated us with him in the heavenly places so that in the coming ages he might show, so an eternal perspective here, in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So all of that describing what it is to be saved by grace. Saved in that he raised us. Saved in that he gave us a secure seat at his right hand already in heaven so that we can be sure that we are sealed forever. And then a promise that this salvation includes an eternal demonstration of immeasurable riches of kindness toward us in Christ. So there's one picture of our being saved by grace. Now here's the next one. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, lest anyone should boast. So that verse 8 there and uh, part of verse 9, all of verse 9, is a description of, of grace. Now, what does this grace save us from or for? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So we'll look at the details of this next time, but notice, salvation, salvation by grace here is very different than what it is here. 
Here, there's not a word here about obedience. Not a word here about works. Not a word here about anything we do. But here, we are created for good works. Works. Which we should walk. So there's no, there's no walking here. There's no works here. There's just a destiny here. And there's a earthly life here. So let me, so let's put verse 5 through 7 here. Let's put verses 8 through 10 here. And understand saved by grace. And let's contrast the two. Let's state them. So what we have here first is saved um, for eternal glory. You could say a glorious destiny. We've, we've been raised with him. We're seated with him, and all of it is aiming at an eternal experience of immeasurable riches of kindness. And contrasting over here, we are saved for a life of good works. Now. So this is eternal destiny over here. And this is on the earth right now, good works. So salvation secures an eternal destiny here. Salvation secures a transformed life here. The next thing we can say about it is we are saved from wrath here. And you know where I'm getting that. Back in verse 3, we are by nature children of wrath. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. So God's anger against us because of our trespasses. So we've sinned against God. He is a just judge. He is angry at us with a perfectly just judicial wrath. And we are going to perish because of it unless we are saved by grace. And here it says, no, we're not going to come under God's wrath and spend eternity in hell. We're going to have coming ages of immeasurable kindness toward us. So we've been saved from God's wrath. Over here, we would say, saved from wrath, deserving nature. See, he actually changes us. We are created. We have a new kind of workmanship. We're destined to walk in a different way out of a new nature. And so wrath has been removed. And the nature that made the wrath deserving or deserved has been changed. So here we can add a third piece, saved by 
judicial acquittal. I get that from remembering that we are dead in our trespasses and sins. Those trespasses and sins make us guilty. That guilt brings down the wrath of God. In order for that problem to be solved, there has to be what I'm calling something that happens in the heart and mind of the judge in order to take away the punishment decreed for trespassers and and sinners. And he does that with an, an acquittal in Christ Jesus. Christ died for us and covers our trespasses. And over here, I would say, instead of a judicial acquittal, a transformed nature. Now, this and this have a certain order of being, don't they? This is the ground, and this is the effect or the result. This must happen in order for this to take place, and you can't reverse them. It wouldn't work to reverse them. God's wrath is placated, appeased, removed to free him to transform us into a new nature, to free him to work good works through us, free him to change and transform our nature. So it's crucial that we see what Paul presented first is a glorious statement of objective rescue from wrath for eternal kindness in Christ Jesus with no mention of obedience, no mention of works, no mention of of doing. And then after that is settled and firm, now he says, that same grace, that same salvation has another effect, namely a new workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And those good works are going to flow from this deliverance from wrath and this hope, this absolutely secure hope that we are already in Christ Jesus. So next time, we'll pick it up and look at the details of this salvation here, namely that he is he's creating a new nature in us, not like the nature of chapter 3, by nature, children of wrath. Not only has he taken away the wrath, but having taken away the wrath, he is now transforming the nature. And so we'll look at that next time.